Who's going to order gunnery exercises on Christmas Eve? We're talking Magnum PI. Hit it. It was 1980. A Magnavox VHS recorder averaged $699. A fire destroyed Las Vegas' MGM Grand Hotel. Millions of viewers turned into Dallas to learn who shot JR, and Tom Selleck was a private investigator in Hawaii. I'm your host, Jerry D., with another episode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me are two Totally Rad Christmas All-Stars. You'll know them as the host of the Tubular Christmas Clatter podcast, the author of the bodacious The Wonderful World of Nothing blog, and two-thirds of the radical Saturday Morning Mafia, Todd and Michael. Guys, how's it going? Going well. Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How's your uh, week been so far? It's Thursday, We're, so it's going. Yeah, I'm uh, working a lot of hours at, at my regular nine to five, so it's been, been crazy. The overtime's pretty good, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the overtime has been good good but uh starting to wear me out it used to not bother me but the i'm i'm feeling it in my older age now i definitely understand that yep. uh, most of the season I, I i work like 10 to 6 and it's no big deal and then uh starting mm -hmm. like around uh october we start working like you know from uh from 8 to 6 and then in november there's a few days where we go like 8 to 8:30 and things like that and so it's uh yeah, it, it gets to be in the heat of the the season when it's like packed and and you know you're just trying to help as many people as you can. It uh, it definitely wears you out. And and we work you know six days a week at that point too. So it's just yeah, yep. We um we were still trying to dig out from the fiasco that was Christmas, mm. and we had a big cold snap with you know highs as you know ten degrees or highs, and then we got like eight inches of snow dropped on oh, us. Man. So. That slowed everything down. So. Well, God bless you and all the work that you guys do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because exactly. I was able to get my packages delivered. So thank you. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Guys, Magnum PI. Yep. <laughs> um, I remember this show. This was a good one. <laughs> yep. This was this was a good one. What are your uh, like like What are your general thoughts or you know What's your experience with Magnum PI? Well, it was one of those shows. I like I said before, it was the must-watch show. I don't remember what night of the week it came on, but my my main experience with it, I don't remember a whole lot from the show. I remember watching it a few bits with the with the dogs mm -hmm. and, and things. I think my biggest takeaway from Magnum PI it was like my first inclination that people would have celebrity crushes <laughs> because my mom had a Tom Selleck t-shirt. <laughs> <Nice. laughs> just thought it was 
strange that she was married to my dad, but she wore a shirt with Tom Selleck <laughs> on it. It's like, what's that be all about? So, and, you know, there was probably comments made here or there that I did not understand, but got yeah, by tone and, and uh, you know, it was one of those like baseball t-shirts that had like yellow three-quarter length oh, sleeves yeah. and mm-hmm. it was white, like the real heavy iron on of Tom Selleck in the red, blue flowered Hawaiian yeah, shirt. The, the classic shirt. <laughs> I think that shirt's in the yeah. uh, yep. Smithsonian now. That's what I've heard. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and so that was like my, my first inclination that, uh, you know, people get uh, crazy over their celebrities. And of course, I remember liking the show as a kid, you know, especially the action mm-hmm. scenes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But as far as like plot details or specific episodes, I don't know if I remember any. Yeah, and I'm kind of in the same boat because I I have like I, I remembered Higgins, like you know the the banter and and not that I you know knew what banter was, but I remember them going back and forth and uh, <laughs> I always thought he he just he hated Magnum and it, it doesn't really hate him. It's more he's kind of annoyed with him and then yeah. they kind of respect each other. You know, there's like a mutual respect that's kind of there. But uh, as a kid, I remember my thought, wow, this guy hates this other guy. I mean, <laughs> it's like he just hates Magnum. <laughs> And and of course uh, the shirt is classic, and I just remember his uh, his red car, and I always thought it was like so cool. It's like man, this guy is cool. Yeah. That was like my thought. It was like him and like Michael Knight, and and with Bruce Willis yeah. from Moonlighting. I mean, those guys they were just like the yeah. like the cool guys. Like wow, I, yeah. I just I always remember that. But really, other than that, there was a lot I didn't remember. Like I'd forgotten that there was voiceover even. Right. That I did remember, oh. um, but I didn't remember like, like his buddy's names or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then it was like, oh yeah, that's right. Well, I um, was in a, we went to Hawaii when I was, I think at junior in high school and it was probably two years after the series ended. And my dad, my brother and I did a helicopter. Nice. And the, the guy had it painted. Just like the Magnum Ti, just like chopper. TC's chopper. <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, which was awesome. So that was that was kind of man. Cool. You have like all the cool stories. You you got to sit in kit. That's, you got to fly in TC's chopper. I mean, <laughs> but I have pictures of none of them. So just take that for what it is. Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did have a little like Hot Wheels of TC's chopper. Just like oh, a- cool. You know, and, and that, but that as far as like toys or anything, that's the only thing I had. And I don't even remember where it came from, to tell you the truth. But. You know, it's funny because I think uh, Tom Selleck really made being a private investigator cool again. You know, like like back in the 30s and 40s, you had, you know, like Sam Spade and, you know, or, or yeah. um, you know, all that kind of, thing, you know, and, and it's just, uh, yeah. you know, Humphrey Brogart and, and, I mean, it's just, it was all that, that kind of thing. And it was, you know, dark and moody and, and they were rough and, yep. but he kind of made him like with Magnum PI, I feel like he kind of made him like really every man. And he was, you know, he was, cause he's a really easy going kind of guy. Yep. <laughs> it's right. very, and so it's just, it's so funny uh, to me that to see that the two back, you know, compared to each other and, and it's just, there's, a, there's really no comparison. I mean, it's, it's yeah, Humphrey Bogart yeah. over here, and then Tom Selleck over here. It's like, eh, yeah, okay, they're both tough guys, but in like crazy different ways. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I, that was always my takeaway. Is like he's like, whoa, he's a he's a private investigator that wears a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
and I don't remember him <laughs> using a gun very much. No, no, I don't. I don't either. I um, I don't even remember that much fighting in the show, but I remember the action scenes really got me. But I think a lot of times they were just like canned footage of the helicopter going for a dive or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> well, one thing I was reading was that uh, the show kind of made it, it kind of took away the stigma of being a Vietnam vet, which I thought was really cool because a, l- a lot of movies yeah. and shows up to that point had showed a lot of the vets coming back and not adjusting to the world very well. And uh, in, in this case, uh, you know, all three of them because because they all served together, Rick, TC, and and that's Magnum, right. um, they were all vets, and they all seemed to to just be doing just fine. And so I, uh, my understanding is that a yep. lot of a lot of veterans actually appreciated that and and the way they were portrayed. So I thought that that's really cool because that's again something you don't really see a lot of, especially from that era. Yep. So yeah. yeah, now the early '80s. No, it was Vietnam was a big mm-hmm. deal. Like the A team. Well, in in these two episodes, they talk about Vietnam pretty openly mm-hmm. too. Yeah, like it was a hush hush. Yeah, I know. I had a I had an uncle so that served in Vietnam, and for a long time it was nothing he talked about mm-hmm. to anybody and you know within the past i don't know 10 or 15 years he's opened up you know, to his brother and my dad about it you know somewhat and, you know that that's his business and something he unfortunately has to do right. with you know but, but they were able to you know talk about it openly you know, things that happen and, and stuff which I, I could see where that could give a lot of people some a boost to do it themselves if they mm-hmm. needed needed to. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. TV movies have that kind of influence. I was, you know, it's funny because there's a the the long. Everybody knows that uh, that that Tom Selleck was up for Indiana Jones. Hello, Murphy. Look, I did what I did. I don't expect you to be happy about it, but maybe it can do us both some good. Why start Just now? Shut up! Shut up and listen to me. Now, I need that piece your father had. And, you know, he yep. would have gotten it if he hadn't, uh, you know, if he hadn't started this. Yep. And it's one of those where I think I would have liked to have seen his Indiana Jones. But at the same time, I mean, it's Harrison Ford now is so uh, ingrained in my mind that yeah. I don't I don't think I could right. I don't think I could watch it. And I've seen the test footage of him with uh, Sean Young, uh, you know, when when, when yep. they were doing that, that chemistry reading and all that. And, and I like it. But it's definitely a different Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I don't, there, I mean, I just, I don't know if it would have been quite as successful. There is an episode, I think it's season uh-huh. eight, where um, he basically is Indiana Jones. <laughs> and he's got awesome. the, he's got the hat, he's got nice. the coat um, or jacket. Right, right. So uh, look at that, look at that one. And it's, it's a little bit, it's a little different, <laughs> but it, I mean, it's obviously, Supposed to be Indiana Jones. Is this is this your favorite yeah. uh, Tom Selleck? Yeah, I I mean I I like um his new the newer cop show. Oh, uh, uh, where he's the Blue Bloods. chief. Of, um, chief of, mm-hmm. Yeah, but um you know there there's there's three men and a baby, which you know very good. But no, this is this is Tom Selleck for me. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. It's funny because uh, you know the other day we were talking about Runaway. <laughs> and, and uh, that's what i remember like uh, of course i remember him from magnum pi but i actually remember him most from two movies one of them was was runaway from i believe 1984 uh where he's like a, a cop in a quasi futuristic 
where mm-hmm. you know okay. kind of thing where he basically takes care of like robots that have gone crazy or have malfunctioned and he has to fight gene simmons who's the villain and, 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 <laughs> and i watched it the other day it does not really hold up at all i, I remember as a kid be, i can't I, imagine I remember as a kid being scared of the robotic spiders oh. but it was still awesome to watch i still enjoyed it um but i remember from that one and wow. then there was another one from i think like 88 or 89 something like that called her alibi where he plays a mystery uh-huh. writer oh and, yeah uh, um, yeah and yep. that one, it's again, it's like a romantic comedy, thriller kind of spoof, whatever. And it's uh, it's just, yeah, it's not a good movie, but man, I love that movie, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but I know it's not a good movie. And uh, so to <laughs> me, when I think of Tom Selleck, I always think of those first. But I think his most iconic role is has got to be this, you know, from the show. I, you know, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I remember him from those things as well. Uh, Quigley down Quigley, under was yeah, a staple. That's oh, another that's one. Right. Yeah. Yes. At our yep. house. My dad watched that, I think, every weekend on VHS. Nice. <laughs> and uh, one I really enjoyed a lot, and I don't know how well it holds up, is uh, Mr. Baseball. I don't think I know that one. And, uh, oh. It's where I, he, yeah, he plays a, a kind of like a over the hill baseball player, and they, for, for the Detroit oh, Tigers. Okay. <laughs> they, Gee, I wonder uh, why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah. And uh, and they send him to uh, Japan to play in the Japanese oh, league wow. to try to get his mojo mm-hmm. back. So it's kind of like a fish out of water comedy nice. thing, you know, because he's so tall and, and big, and <laughs> yes. you know, their culture is a little bit more uh, short in stature, and then different styles of baseball, and and I remember. I haven't seen it in years, but I remember it being really funny. Nice. I look for that. I I, I know I saw it years ago, but I, I want to see it again. <laughs> I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Like the more you talk about it, like it's vaguely coming back to me, but I don't think I ever saw it. I think yeah. I just remember. It has the, uh, it has the actor that does the uh, all state commercials, the voiceover and he was in 24. Oh, okay. oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I know who you're talking about. And Yeah. I believe that's him in there. I could be completely wrong. And well, he was a uh, Serrano in uh, Major League. Yes, yes. <laughs> Serrano want to bet. <laughs> right, I think, but it's been it's been years, if not, you know, at totally red Christmas podcast on Twitter. Just blow him up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll totally we'll totally hit him up. See what he has to say. There you go. <laughs> oh man. So Magnum PI debuted in uh, 1980, which I thought was kind of cool, December 11th. And it ran for eight seasons. In fact, uh, it was only going to run for seven. They even had a like a full series finale and everything. And uh, then it got picked up again for another season. And so they were able to make it last one more time. And then I think they ended it on a, not quite a cliffhanger, but they kind of left it open-ended on, on its final ending uh, in season eight there. But uh, the thing I like about it is that it does have two what I think are pretty good Christmas episodes, honestly. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if there would be a part of my Christmas canon, but I could definitely see myself watching them in the future. So the first one's from season season one. Hi. Thursday, Magnum is hired by some schoolgirls to find their missing teacher. There is just no limit to their imaginations. And once again, Magnum is in over his head. I think I can explain this whole misunderstanding. 
No, you can't. Spend Christmas in Hawaii with Magnum, Thursday at 9, 8 Central and Mountain. And it's uh, it's called Thank Heaven for Little Girls and Big Ones Too. <laughs> and it's a it's a play on an old Lerner and Lowe, uh, a song from a Lerner and Lowe movie, Gigi. And sung, uh, the song itself was sung by Maurice Chevalier, who's a, like a like famous yep. French singer at the time, uh, which I always thought the song was kind of creepy myself. And so when I heard the name of the title of this, <laughs> the episode, I thought, oh, no, what's going on? Yeah. But luckily, you know, it's it's Magnum P.I., so it's not going to be that bad. There is some creepy in there. there yeah. <laughs> but it's, you know, that was only, I think, the fourth episode ever. It was, of yeah. Magnum. And so the um, the music is different. It the is. The intro music. Mm-hmm. Um, the intro scenes are different. The font is different. I mean, it, it really... They changed. Yeah, um, they hadn't quite gotten into their groove no, yet. No, nope. Which you know, it's it's. I like to see shows like that. Um, you know, you're, you they really take them a while, you know, to get into it. But once they do, you know, then they they generally hit their stride, and, and yeah. it's you know, it's really great. Yeah. Um, and this, yeah, this show again was no different. They were kind of learning, still learning their characters. Still, uh, things were still not quite you know, locked into that perfectly, you know, the, the chemistry, you know, wasn't quite locked in yet kind of a thing. But yeah, there was this one. And then in season four, there was uh, Operation Silent Night, which is another one that, that was pretty good. And that one's, I don't want to say it's a bottle episode, but it's almost like like what uh, they would consider a bottle episode, you know, where everybody's yeah. just stuck in one room, essentially. And in this case, they're stuck on like an island. These ones, I, I got to be honest, I don't recall the specific episodes at all. And so seeing it again was kind of really cool. It was almost like seeing it for the first time. Although yeah. I remembered bits and pieces, like I remembered him in the Santa suit that always stuck no. out to me, but that was it. I, I couldn't have told you anything else about the plot. I just remember seeing Tom Selleck in a Santa suit. The first one though, I, I had no recollection of it all, No, but uh, I guess well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll start off with the, that season one, episode four. And in this case, Magnum is hired by some little girls to uh, find their missing teacher, <laughs> or so we think. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, it starts off, uh, you know, he and Higgins are getting into it. Uh, Higgins' dogs, um, they're Dobermans, right? right. Zeus and yep. Apollo. Zeus and Apollo. Yeah. And so they're, you know, again, right away, we get classic between uh he and higgins where he wants to get wine from the wine cellar and higgins won't let him um, but that's when he gets the call and so he goes to meet this unknown client it's it's like a, an anonymous call that rick gives him you know says just meet him at this place and so he goes and these little girls show up and they say hey our teacher's missing and you know we can pay you and you know, please find her. <laughs> but she I, should she shouldn't be punished for her passion. I love that. <laughs> that's that's right. Because they tell her, they tell him basically that she ran off with like some not beach bum, but like a certain, beach bum. Is yeah. that what they say? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Some little, like like surfer bro. Yeah, kind of a, guy. a um, higher class description of him but by the end it was pretty much just beach bum yeah. <laughs> and I, it didn't they also say this isn't the first time right they did say that yeah so and you know it's funny because uh you know they're like normally it's it's no big deal but <laughs> our headmaster is coming back tomorrow to spend christmas with us because we're on vacation here and so we need her here like she can't not be here otherwise she'll get in trouble and that's when we get that line that you said 
So he agrees because he's, you know, kind of a big softy, <laughs> which is funny. He really, yeah, he really is. <laughs> and uh, so he, you know, it turns out they're going to pay him with the deposit for their hotel. So they checked out of the hotel. Now they have no place to stay. And so he has to take him back to uh, Robin Masters estate, who, which is where he's living. Higgins, uh, who we've mentioned before, is the um, head of security for Robin Masters, who's an author. Is that right? Yep. yep. He's an author. Yeah. And uh, it's implied that Magnum like helped him out with something. And so he's letting Magnum stay at, at his place. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess one of the running gags of the show is that, you know, he and Higgins kind of quarrel about, you know, how far he can go and what he can use and things like that. <laughs> and, and Higgins kind of resents at least at this point he kind of resents the fact that he's staying there and he's like a freeloader and there's there's a there's higgins says i think it's early in this episode um it should be his his motto guests leave yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) guests leave yes which is you know that is true (laughs) he's not magnum isn't leaving no no so he convinces higgins to let them stay and while they're there, they notice that uh, Robin Masters has b- just bought a new Gauguin. Mm-hmm. And so it's, you know, he's very proud of it. He paid like, what was it? Two million uh, pounds or something Mark. like that. Marks. Two million marks. marks. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> For this, this Gauguin. And, you know, he it's all rigged. There's, you know, uh, an alarm on it, things like that. And, you know, right away the girls touch it. And we quickly find out that it's because they plan to go there because they're going to steal it. In the meantime, they give Magnum like a false lead to go follow, you know? Right. And so, yeah, exactly. And so he, he picks up TC. He's like, Hey, let's go to dinner. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they, they are able to go to this, uh, to, I guess a seedy part of town yes. to go investigate. And TC right away is like, yeah, man, this is another one of your cases, isn't it? <laughs> Which I love. Well, I, I like that that part of their um, their um, relationship, yeah, was mm-hmm. keyed in so early because he's yeah. always given him grief. Yes, yeah. So, and so they they investigate uh, and they discover that yeah, the the bartender has seen a girl, a blonde lady, kind of like that with the the Hawaiian guy, and you know maybe you know that address that you have is for a place upstairs. Yeah, and of course yeah. they go upstairs, and it's uh, well, let's just say it's it's very seedy <laughs> and, and uh, a little disreputable. And there's a guy there, the main guy, who's just like <laughs> boxing. He's like like practicing, you know, on a punching bag. And you know, once they start asking too many questions, he doesn't like that. And nope shenanigans ensue and a fight breaks out and next thing we see they're, they're running out of the place and his shirt's torn i don't know if you noticed yes. that yep. yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah this this was great because then uh when he when as they're driving away and he's they're like telling him you know uh, magnum's telling tc hey you know what's going on tc's like let me out just just yeah, you know, just, just pull yep. over let me out i'm getting out <laughs> and he does <laughs> and he does he does yeah but you know he's in a time crunch because he thinks he's got to find this lady before tomorrow and so yeah. he pretty much leaves him there not knowing that uh the boss the hawaiian boss uh of the the guys that just beat him up want him to investigate and find out who's asking questions about him right 
a blonde lady with a Hawaiian guy is uh, probably pretty common. Yep. And so he, he sends his, his goons after him. Turns out they pick up TC and, uh, you know, I guess put the screws to him. Uh, meanwhile, Ma- Magnum doesn't like being uh, taken for a ride. So right. he goes to the hotel to see if he can find any clues about the lady. Turns out their teacher has, is, hasn't left her room all night. And so as he's talking to her, he, uh, you know, she kind of tells him a story how the little girls do this everywhere they go. They kind they say I've run away and then they just want to go be on their own and have their own adventure or whatever. And he's not buying it, especially once she gets a phone call while right. he's there, he's like, That's okay. Right. Yep. So he starts putting two and two together. He's like, something's not right here. Yeah. And so he takes her, he takes her to Robin Masters' place, and uh, that's when they catch the girls in the act trying to yeah. steal the painting. Right. Turns out the lady's in trouble, she, or you know the teacher, whatever. Yeah. She kind of helped, not counterfeit, but uh, I guess what's what's the word? She helped authenticate uh, a, a fake y- painting yes. of the Gauguin, and it's like part of a whole fraud scheme by this this guy, this investor that. Sold the painting because he had to, but he didn't want to. And so it was like part of a plan to get it back or whatever. And so the one that Higgins was protecting was a fake and they were going to replace it with the real one so that, you know, they wouldn't get in trouble or anything like that. Anyway, Higgins doesn't believe him, but Magnum convinces him, hey, you know, it's Christmas. It's okay. Don't get the police (laughs) involved. And so they go home and, you know, no harm, no foul. Essentially you have the real painting. It's cool. And as they're going back to the hotel, they're greeted by the former owner with a gun holding him a gunpoint. And so he kidnaps the girls and locks them away. And it wasn't a bomb shelter. What was it? Um, It was a, I don't know, someplace. Yeah. Yeah, kind of World War II um, bunker, something, something like, yeah, some sort of bunker. Yeah. Get to 130 degrees on there and kill him. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. He's basically he's gonna bake him to death. <laughs> to death. Yeah. He locks him in. There's no air, no ventilation. It's just you know they're gonna be superheated, <laughs> and uh, unless she gives him the painting, in which case then he'll tell her where they are. So they uh, they have to steal the painting, <laughs> essentially from from Higgins. They kind of tell him, look, hey, we're gonna borrow it. Whatever. We got to rescue the girls. They convince him somehow. I, I still don't know how they managed to convince him to do it, but right. they convince him to to let him take the painting and they arrange for this elaborate plot, essentially, where Rick is kind of scuba diving. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's like the, the, I don't know, spy, I guess. Uh-huh. And so Magnum plants the, the painting at like the stadium or, or Coliseum type thing and with the big pool and Rick's, you know, this, this spy. And the gangster will grab the painting and then call them with the whereabouts. Right. And that's like, that's the plan before they can go through with it though. They're captured by the Hawaiian guys and his associates. Uh, yes. <laughs> He's like, why are you asking, you know, about my, why are you trying to find my, my girl? Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's a mix up the, the, the Hawaiian gangsters like, why are you trying to find me and my girlfriend? And they're like, we're not. I was trying to find her. And he wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so then Magnum, you know, starts spinning this yarn off the top of his head about how his yes. right hand guy who was doing, 
you know, working the heavy bag at the gym was, you know, peeling off the top and the guy bought it. This happened to be true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I've been a, a successful businessman, and you know, the last couple of months or whatever, yeah. I've you know, some money is starting to go go missing, and you yeah. know, things here and there, and how people, you know, private eyes are looking for my girl. I don't get right. it. And right. so, <laughs> so I just, I love how he tells him the truth. He's like, let me tell you the truth, and he yeah. says it in a way that you think he's lying, but it's the actual right. truth. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> everyone every higgins is like oh that's you know sounds like baloney yeah. and even yeah. even tc's like please don't tell that story again. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And when, uh, when, when they first get there magnum's like i can explain everything and higgins is like no you can't no you can't yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like the writers of this episode knew how ridiculous the storyline was gonna be <laughs> exactly right it's so funny because the girls literally is like standing next to him, he's like no i was looking for her this is the right. one i was <laughs> yes. looking for and they don't believe him right <laughs> so yeah he spins the whole yarn turns out to be true they they let him go uh-huh. and they're able to go to that coliseum and put the gogan you know the the, uh-huh. the real gogan because yes. instead of using the fake like they wanted to higgins actually threw it away uh and so they have to use the real one so they they hide it there and as the guy goes to get it and drives away Rick, who had been, you know, kind of under the water observant, he gets out and follows him and they tail him to the airport where they're able to make a switch by holding him up in the uh, the security line. Yep. <laughs> and so they switch out the real, you know, the real ones. They're also able to go and save the girls at this point um, because he had told them where they were. And, uh, and the youngest girl starts weirdly singing. The 12 days of Christmas. The 12 days of yes. Christmas. As yeah, they're yes. all baking slowly. And <laughs> really you got to do bizarre. something while you're baking slowly. <laughs> True. Really bizarre and kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I think what's even creepier is when she goes, you're wonderful, Mr. Magna. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, no, she's got a crush on him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, they save the day. They convince, they convince Higgins not to press charges and... He's going to like call the police and or tell Mr. Masters, you know, about it that like, hey, you know, yes, he gave away your Gauguin. He did this. He did this. You're going to want to kick him out. But <laughs> in the end, he yeah. says, oh, yeah, I don't know if you'd, uh, you know, if you want to tell if you want him to know that uh, five little girls beat your security system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so he's able to kind of blackmail his way, essentially. <laughs> yep. I do have one question about this episode, and I don't know if it's a 1980s thing or if it's a Hawaiian thing, but the whole time in the airport, PC's standing there with a shirt on, but completely unbuttoned. That was <laughs> yeah, that was a 1980s thing. Yeah, because there was there was there's several movies where uh, where that happens. You know, yeah. just yeah, just open open shirts. It's like wait a minute, and all that pre 9 11. Airport security. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't gonna fly. Yeah. yeah, but I do like how TC standing there. He's uh, while they're waiting for the guy to, to get there. It's funny because he's looking. You know, he's he's looking at some lays. You know, the, yes. the flower lays. Yeah. Like, he just keeps like like. Do you have any any ones that are macho like like more manly ones? <laughs> manly ones. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the girl shows up and he's like, no, 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 no. Like a more macho one. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking around like trying to find the guy, you know. <laughs> and then Rick's the only one that knows what he looks like. So it's like, that's right. He's the only around. one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and then Rick sees him and he whistles, you know, and like 
Steve Martin and Three Amigos. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up here. <laughs> there you guys, there you guys. This I think of the two. This one was more Christmassy. I agree. I, I mean, the other one's Christmassy too. They sing Silent yeah. Night at the end. He's in, you know, he goes to get a tree, and there's Santa. Yeah. But this one, I mean, there's there's Christmas trees. Even the the gangsters uh, hideout, or, or not gangster, the uh, the, the Hawaiians hideout yeah. is uh, there's garland and stuff hanging. I mean, it's well, just uh, the, when early on Higgins actually says "Bah humbug." He does. Yes, he does. Which, of course, I <laughs> could. I had to pause the movie and think, okay, now who would be what if they were doing a Christmas Carol? But that's another <laughs> conversation for another time. Um, and there was. Um, it sounded like a sixty-four bit version of a Christmas music at the like a Christmas disco when they first got into the bar. There's oh, Christmas yeah. music playing. So um, yeah, I think this one was more. I, I'll I'll show you a couple of points where. The second episode we're going to talk about mm-hmm. could have been more Christmassy. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this one was, I mean, again, Magnum says at the very beginning of this episode, it's not, Hawaii, it's not Christmas in Hawaii. It's not, you know, you have to think that it's Christmas. You have to hear things, you know, to get Which that. I totally get. I mean, I'm from yeah. Texas here, and uh, well, I'm you know, most Cal- California, and you're from California. So, yeah, yeah. Mo- I mean, most of our Christmases are like 70 degrees, 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a, uh, it's very rare that, I mean, now that I live in North Texas, it's a little bit more common, but it's very sure. rare that it would get lower than like 50. You know, that was usually it was that was cold. It was in the 50s. Yeah. You know, yeah, well, uh, yeah, we exactly. Because we were used to you know 70s and 80s. That's that's cold. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I think this one's more Christmas in appearance, mm-hmm. and and uh, but I think the second one might be more Christmas in messy like feelings. Yeah, or feelings. Yeah, yeah I, I get that. Yeah, for sure. But I like this one. I, I this was a fun episode. I mean, you know, here and there, there are a couple of bits that you can tell they're still trying to figure out the show, yeah. and uh, and yeah, definitely the theme song was different and kind yes. of distracting. Yes, but, yeah, but it's it, not the same. It was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I saw well, this intro. It's like it, I, it wasn't anything I knew or familiar with. But when I watched the intro of the second one, it's like I knew every scene. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yep. Yeah. Same yes. here. Same here. And I guess the first nine episodes were done with this original theme song, and then it was changed yeah. uh, later on to the one that we know. And <laughs> it's, I'm actually, glad they did. I'm glad they did because it's better. It's a better that, song. That theme song has been my um, rings ringtone since like basically since Christmas ended. Oh, nice. So it's funny that we're doing this. <laughs> right on. Yeah. I liked it though. Uh, I, you know, like I said, I don't think this is going in my Christmas canon, but I can definitely see myself like, Oh, I want to watch this yeah. you know, again. Yeah. The next one though, operation silent night. 
that one I like because there's a lot more character development. Uh-huh. Uh, so in the yes. first ones, while they're still trying to to grab their bearings and uh, you know they're still trying to find their characters and figure out how the show's going to work, work. In this case, they've been doing it now for for four seasons, yep. and so you can tell the the relationships are there. They're more in tune with their characters. I mean, even Magnum was a lot more laid back. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. It'll you know it'll happen, and he's yep. gonna he'll fix it in an hour, and you know that kind of a thing. Yeah. And uh, you can Higgins was like the very uh, British mm-hmm. kind of oh, when I was uh, trapped on such and such yeah. island, I, yeah. yeah, I mean just everything about it, you know, and I'm like the characters are the ones that I recognize, I guess I should say. Yeah. So as I was say, I agree with that because Higgins was, you know, he, he's gotten to the point where he was the big storyteller and just, mm-hmm. yep. I was just, you know, the writing gag was just get to the point, you know, the whole time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I re- you know, kind of remember that from the, from the episode and, and, uh, and then, you know, always picking on Rick like they do, and yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And doesn't uh, doesn't TC always call him like Higgy Baby or something like that? Yes, right. he does. Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's th- better than um, Huggins. Huggins, yeah, episode. yeah. That is the last. Yeah, the little girls calls him Mister Huggins. <laughs> no, and this one, there's this. The plot of this one's a lot more straightforward than the other one. Uh, where the other one has to do with like a heist and trying to replace us, you know, whatever, whatever. This one is um, TC is basically just dropping the guys off at their different uh, Christmas engagements. But as they're doing that, the helicopter, something malfunctions and they land on a beach that's usually used um, for gunnery practice yep. uh, by the Navy. And that's really that's really the plot. They have to escape. Yeah, that, they, they have that, to get that's off. It. That's it. <laughs> yep. it. It's almost very uh, what's that? Uh, Flight of the Phoenix, and I think they even mentioned that in the yeah. in the yeah. episode, don't they? Yeah, where they basically they have to figure out a way to get off there. Of course, then they they see the flares and realize that gunnery practice is happening, and so yeah. they really have to get off there fast. But but and that's later. Guess what on. they did? Yeah, they did. And they <laughs> did. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's a show. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just you look at the clock and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to start now." Yeah, it, that's exactly right. Yeah, uh, but I like it. Magnum was going to go to a, what was it? An orphanage or a hospital? I don't recall. But I think it was an orphanage. An, yeah, yeah. I had and a teacher think. involved because they they kind of harassed him about the, doing it for the teacher as well. For the teacher, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was going to play Santa for a bunch of kids and uh, uh-huh. essentially deliver them presents and things like that. Yep. And, uh, so that's where he was going. Um, Rick was, uh, or TC was going to go visit his family. I don't remember where Higgins was going to go. Um, he was going to the banana plantation to give the workers Christmas bonuses. Oh, bonuses. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. Okay. And Rick, I think, was going to, was it a beauty contest? The Santa's Little Helper beauty contest. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Rick. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. And so, yeah, the chopper malfunctions, they go down, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, and I love how in the, the this heat, all this heat, uh, Magnum still has the Santa suit on. Yeah. Like, like I don't know how he, I literally would have been in like shorts and t-shirt and before it was time to get there, yeah. it's like, okay, I'd change real quick. But, but, yeah. but they're there on the island and he's just like, he still has the beard. He's got the whole suit and the hat. And I'm like, God, aren't you hot? Like, that was the only thing I could think of. This guy must be burning up. Yeah. But I, I guess not. I don't know how. I mean, I've never been to Hawaii, so I don't know if there's nice breezes or. I mean, I imagine there is. 
there, there probably is, and probably the helicopter. I mean, the helicopter would, you know, be a nice breeze. But when you land, I'm thinking it would get pretty, pretty yeah. toasty. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's funny because uh, Rick's kind of freaking out. You know, he, he he's like, I'm gonna miss my show, or you know, uh-huh. everybody else is just. Okay, Higgins immediately gets some palm fronds and starts weaving a, a hat for himself. <laughs> Very nice hat. Too. It is nice. Yeah. yeah, he's he's great at that weaving. Yeah. <laughs> and TC, uh, I like the because he talks about Kwanzaa in it, which is really cool too. Because I didn't realize that was a, a thing at this time. That must have been one of the first um, pop culture references, references to, it, yeah. to Kwanzaa. That's what I would assume. Yeah, yeah, I. I would say I, I didn't remember they kind of they kind of gave like a quick definition of yes. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. So that that's really cool too. Uh, because you still even today you don't get a whole lot of like you no. said pop culture references to it. No. So so that was really neat. Uh, but right away Higgins goes exploring. <laughs> <laughs> and basically most of the show is is them like exploring the island trying to get right. off uh rick complaining about uh, everything you know, about everything <laughs> trying to get off you know bugs there, there's a whole thing yes. with, the, with the bugs and <laughs> several <laughs> and they, they keep teasing him about you know the bugs on him until finally there really is one it's what a praying mantis i think on mantis, his head. Yep. and uh <laughs> a legit one too not a yeah, it was huge. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty big. I saw his leg, little his little leg was kicking on on that close up. He's yep. like, whatever. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm not buying it. Of course, then he goes off screen, and you hear ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of cool bits in this. Um, they find, I like how they find the Japanese plane, yes. probably from yeah. when they were bombing Pearl Harbor. And, yep. And there's a really cool thing where basically they're like, no, we need to bury him because, you know, right. he's someone's family. He was just yep. following his orders. Yeah. And uh, right. and I thought that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Magnum, something like he was a soldier too. He might be on the other side, but he was a soldier too. Yep. He was a soldier. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so, so they bury him. Higgins, of course, is like, oh, this reminds me of when I was trapped on an island in such All and right. such place. <laughs> and I was able to turn the whole of the ship into a, a nice little sailboat and so he immediately begins <laughs> get a lot done in what is probably what 12 hours just a couple of hours yeah i mean yeah yeah i actually wrote that down like what was the time frame because yeah yeah there should be night here some you know yeah. there i mean yeah they were running late because they had overbooked all the helicopter rides yes yeah that's right so you know he's been flying all day so it it had to be noon at the earliest, you know, yeah. I, yeah. I would think three or four o'clock would be. Yeah. I agree. Like, yeah. And it was midnight when they got out because the, the Navy ship said they were going to start firing at midnight. Yeah. On yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, while all this is going on, we cut to that ship and they decide they're going to go ahead and do operations and, you know, they're, they targeted certain areas that aren't really targeted very often. And, you know, that kind of a thing. We, we have a few spots. And so that's like the, the whole thing is that they got to get this done quick because if they don't, but in their minds, they, they don't know anything about it. I mean, obviously the, they're yeah. on a, you know, they're on a boat uh, on a ship far away. And so they don't, they don't realize this is going on. And so uh, they're like, yeah, okay, don't worry. We'll take our time. And as soon until they see the first flare and then they're like, Oh crap, we got to get out of yeah. here. <laughs> Basically. 
But Higgins, he makes his boat, he tries it, and it fails. Failed, failed yeah. miserably. <laughs> and so he starts feeling really like depressed uh-huh. and basically starts writing a will. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. And there's a, a funny gag where he's gonna leave um Oh, the bridge of the River Kwai. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> His copy of Bridge on the River Kwai to to Magnum. Yep. Then he realizes, oh, he's probably going to die here too. And yeah. So, right. he, <laughs> so then he changes it. <laughs> yeah, he leaves it to Zeus and Apollo. His dogs. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's All right. Hey, they'll watch it. I guess. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> another another funny thing about this episode. I think we hear everybody's full name except for TC's. Which I just thought was yeah, you're yeah, because right. it's it's uh it's Orville for Rick, Orville, Orville Richard, which he hates. I, Orville Richard yeah. Wright, <laughs> you know? that's right. Yeah, Orville Wright and uh Thomas <laughs> Sullivan Magnum. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess we heard Higgins' last name. It was Jonathan Higgins or middle Jonathan name. Quail Higgins. Yeah, yeah. the third. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember hearing TCs because I was like, what does TC stand for? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It uh, and I actually have that if I can find it. Theodore Calvin is his full name. Okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, he runs Island Hoppers, the helicopter charter service. So they're all nerds, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, Rick falls into some what he thinks is quicksand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> classic 80s. Boy, yeah, this band. is another one of those things. Uh, yes. th- there's that that meme that goes around where you know when I was younger, I thought quicksand would be a lot more common. <laughs> yes. This is true. This is like this is another one of those those uh, '80s things, just pushing the quicksand narrative. Well, like, I wonder how many quicksand man. <laughs> I wonder how many times people could have been saved if they just stood up when they thought they were in quicksand. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, maybe all this time it was just a little uh, what, what bog. Was it, a bog. Yeah, <laughs> just a bog. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if, if someone made a, a Hall of Fame for 1980 stuff, Quicksand would be a first ballot Hall of Fame. <laughs> Quicksand yeah. and a floppy disk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I just, I love it because, you know, he's all nice in his shirt and, yes. you know, tucked in. He's got the nice tight tuck and everything. And then, uh, of course, at this point, after he falls in, it's just why even bother at that point. But yep. <laughs> but I I also love how uh, Higgins makes them a meal, and it's uh, some roots, <laughs> yes, <berries. laughs> roots and berries that he gathered, and it uh, he made it into like a like a mush kind of uh-huh. soup thing, yep. and, <laughs> and he's like, oh, no one wants seconds. He's like, oh, yeah. it must have been more filling than I thought. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like read the room, man. Read the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just terrible. <laughs> That's pretty dangerous just to go get some roots and berries and cook yes. up. <laughs> well, his survival skills, you know, it uh I we're mean, starting to th- slip too. They <laughs> were starting to slip, yeah. Because apparently he couldn't even make his boat sail. <laughs> eventually they you know they pick up the pace, they start figuring out what's wrong or they think they figure out what's wrong. They're not sure. And then they see the flares and they're like, okay, let's go. We got to just try it. And they're able to get it off. I just tap of the hammer I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Helicopter started. <laughs> and they mentioned that earlier too. And they're like, you know, didn't last time you just like, uh, didn't you just like hit it with the hammer? So you yeah. whacked it with the hammer and then it worked. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> they're quote unquote whacking it. Just call that. 
hitting it with a hammer no. at all. No. Was, no. <laughs> <laughs> if only everything worked like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But I did like uh well everybody, you know, Rick is getting crazy. Uh, Higgins is off doing his own thing. I do like how Malcolm Mal- Malcolm, excuse me, how Magnum <laughs> uh went and found a Christmas tree for him essentially, you know. Yes. Yeah. Of course they all kind of looked at him like he was crazy but you know i i thought it was kind of cool that he's I still did. full of the christmas spirit yep <laughs> you know the, the opening scene of this episode they were all you know bickering in each other and then kind of as it goes along and through the dialogue they kind of you know talk about how they've gotten too busy at the holidays and kind of forget what you know christmas was about and, yeah. yeah and you know this whole event on this island kind of helped pull them back to the center of you know, what christmas and quant yeah. are about and, and that's why I kind of feel like this one thematically might be more Christmas, but it yeah. lacked a little bit of Christmas as far as, even though there was some music, Christmas music in it, not as much as the other one. And definitely, you know, being on a island, deserted island, it's not going to have you know as much Christmas decoration. But right. That's there were two parts where um, TC is working on the helicopter by himself, uh-huh. and oh, he's singing, yeah. and he's singing. Um, chain gang, chain gang. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember what the uh, other one was. Boardwalk. Yes, under the boardwalk. Yeah, that'd be the perfect time for Christmas music, right? But is, yeah, that's true. you know, but although he was a pretty good singer, I'd yeah, say I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked so. it. I would have liked to. Yeah, you're right. I would have liked to have heard him sing like, uh, uh, but maybe not. Maybe because he was celebrating Kwanzaa instead. Maybe. He oh, well, that's true. I didn't Christmas. even think of know. that. Yeah, but yeah, that would have been cool. I would have liked to have heard him sing. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, oh, Holy Night. Uh-huh. Yeah. I liked yeah. his voice. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, when Rick falls into the uh, oh quicksand, <laughs> he says funeral. And, you know, yes, that's going. a great scene. And, oh, yeah. And Jingle Bells <laughs> playing, playing over the top of it in this like funeral organ sound yes. version of Jingle <laughs> yeah. Bells. So. Yeah. It's like one of those classic little church organs. You know? right. yeah. <laughs> Everybody's talking about what a great guy he is. And, <laughs> yeah that was neat this you're right this was definitely uh more of a character building episode yes but it had a lot of heart yeah and so while the other one was definitely heavier on the decorations huh. this one uh I, th- I think just spirit wise you're right yeah was was definitely a lot heavier so yeah i i which is funny because of the two i think i like this one better yes i think you're right i think i do yeah. like this one better it felt more like the magnum i remember yeah yeah i agree yeah the other one i think was just too early there was a lot of things going on in the first one well yeah that's too. it was it was pretty packed yeah <laughs> like it was enough for for just you know the the girls and you know the 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 kidnapper or whatever like yeah that, that's that's enough but then when they also put brought in the other uh the other hawaiian and his yes. girl and, and yes. his game i mean that was like a whole other subplot that probably could have been lost and trimmed the fat a little bit yeah uh, and of course, they finally they make it. They uh, fly away, and as they're flying away, they start singing "Silent Night," which was a great moment. That was one of those like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Just you yeah. know.
one of the most Christmassy things. But to me, that's like a classic TV moment right. where, you know, yep. they all just kind of in the spirit and, and they realize that they're all friends and, and you know, it, like time to slow down. And I mean, it really like hit home to me, at least anyway. Yeah. It was it was great. I agree. And then they they took the like the the light on the helicopter and kind of morphed it into a star and yeah you know for Christmas and it was a, it was a nice way to end it yeah it was it was nice so Tom Selleck actually won an Emmy in 1984 for uh, Magnum PI and uh, Higgins uh, what's his name Hillerman John Hillerman uh, he also won an Emmy as well in '87 I mean this this was a really well done show it was nominated for so many different uh, for for golden globes for emmys i mean it it's quite a quite an achievement there yeah. apparently on uh, a couple of years ago a group of 45 men dressed as magnum uh, were thrown from a detroit tigers game i don't know if you guys heard about this no <laughs> <laughs> uh, well they were smoking and uh, like cat calling women and stuff like that oh, and uh, but I guess because they were dressed like Magnum PI, it uh, it gained quite some popularity. <laughs> That's funny. I know there were there was a, a sequel that was done, or, or not a sequel, a, a, a reboot essentially. Reboot, yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, was I it? watched. I, I watched. I probably six episodes that first year, and it was it was okay. I mean, once you get used to the fact that Higgins was a woman, th- there's nothing wrong with that. But just how that uh, how they related. Um, it was pretty good. Oh, okay. I have a, I actually forgot that they did that and I hadn't seen any of it at all. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it. It was uh, Jay Hernandez, I guess, was the uh, Magnum. Yeah. I don't recognize him from anything. I didn't either. He wasn't uh, He wasn't Flint in the G.I. Joe sequel, was he? I don't, re- I don't remember. All that name. Anyway. Mm. Yeah, but... Uh, I know that uh, it was pretty cool because it did cross over with a couple of shows here and there. Yes. <laughs> so I know there was a crossover episode with the uh, uh, murder she wrote. Yep. That's the kind of knowledge that makes me a private investigator. and you a novelist and a very good one. Thank you. I'm sure that normally you're very good at what you do. It's uh, That's like one of those that you just you don't think of pairing no. together like. There's only like 1,100 episodes of Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> That's right. Like that. I think it went on for like 23 seasons, right? <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because I guess one part would be on Magnum. The other part would be on other, yeah. um, Murder, She Wrote. And they also which, did the same thing with Simon and Simon. Simon and Simon, yeah. Which I that's a, I've, that's a pretty good show. Yes. I can't wait to get back on solid ground by California. Yeah. Look, uh, we're sorry if we put you through any hassle. I mean, hey, look at it from our point of view. I mean, everything we did made perfect sense at the time. We love Simon and Simon. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you got to see if there's some Christmas episodes. Yeah, that's one that I haven't, uh, I never really watched growing up at all. Yeah. Uh, my parents didn't watch it, so I didn't watch it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd be interested in really just in seeing the, the crossover episodes, honestly. I'd I've like seen. See- I've seen both of them. Oh yeah, and how well, are they? I, they're, well, I've only I didn't realize until I was researching um, for this um, podcast that the, the second episode was on the other guy's um, show. So I've actually only seen the first. Oh, I see. Gotcha. Uh, so well, I know um, they wanted to do a Magnum PI movie, 
Um, oh, and even cool. yep. and Tom Clancy uh, and yes. Tom Selleck had even worked together on it, yep. which <laughs> I'd still like to see it. I, I know he's too. older now. I still think he'd kill it. I it would yep. be. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Honestly, it's just one of those that I, I wish. Why not? Let's let's yeah. do it. I mean, I, especially at this point when like the '80s nostalgia is uh, huge. I mean, yes. Cobra Kai. You've got Stranger Things, which hits on it. The Goldbergs, which hits on it. Yep. Um, they're they're bringing back Gremlins. You Ghostbusters. know, uh, Ghostbusters is coming. I mean, like all this '80s nostalgia. Might as well capitalize it. And yeah, yeah, Top Gun too. I mean, all that stuff. So it's like, like I I I'd pay money to see it for real. I would too. Yeah. Yep. Even if it was like a you know. Like a TV movie, or oh, yeah, even that. yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Well, I mean, especially when you think about some of the TV, you know, even if it was done by like Netflix or Hulu, you know, or something yeah. like that. Uh, yep. I mean, they're that stuff looks great for you know for their budgets. I mean, they they oh, really yeah. know how to do production values, uh, how to step it up. Yep. And I think even as a just in general, TV shows have come a long way production wise. So, yeah. I, I mean, I think with the technology available and, and uh, I, I mean, it would be really cool. And you know what? Tom Selleck looks exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. still he still looks great for, for his age. Yep. <laughs> 77 or 76. He's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh. He's he's getting up there, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, he's I, not going I, anywhere. He's <laughs> had a. Solid career. We touched on some of his stuff, but you know, Blue Bloods, he's still relevant. He had that stint on Friends through the 90s, too. Oh, That's yeah. Right. That's right. Yeah, Richard, I forgot about yeah. that. Yep. Yeah. Monica's love. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This was a good one. And uh, I I liked it. I really did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They were good. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because good TV shows hold up over time. Or if I'm just becoming old and I think <laughs> stuff when I was a kid was better than anything. But, you know, it, within the past few months, you know, Jerry, I was on with you and we did the new heart, which we talked about. Yeah. Loved it. And then you came on and we talked about the Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. So, yeah. 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 It was great. And it's like, yeah, maybe, I should, you know, all these are on the Roku channel and I'm sure you find them other places. But it's like, yeah. maybe I need to sit down and watch all these. These are really good. Yeah, so, so I, I totally agree. I we started because new TV hold or good TV holds up no matter how old it is, like movies, or if it's just the old man and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little column A, little column B. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> but I think no, I think you 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 hit a uh, you hit the nail on the head. Just you know, good episodes with good writing and great acting, uh, it just holds up. You know. And uh, that's why that Dick Van Dyke episode we did, uh, episode we did, yeah. really worked because it was clever writing. It was like literally, you know, hey, we want to do a variety show. How do we do that? Well, let's say you know we're we're going to do it like this, and they showcased it in a way where they kind of highlighted everybody's strengths and weaknesses, or, or strengths, I mean, you know. And so it's the same thing with this. Uh, I, are they the best episodes ever? No. But at the same time, they really knew how to build on the characters, uh, especially once, you know, that season four one, especially once they really had their characters down, they worked, they paired the relationships, you know, the, the, the pairings were those that had the most like conflict, but at the same time uh, had the most to, to grow and, and gain from each other. And I think there is something to be said about, 
just in general TV that's that's written well will will always hold up. And so I, yeah, I agree for sure. It's 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 been amazing. I I can't wait to do more episodes like this with with you guys and and for for Christmas clatter and stuff where you kind of dive into some of this stuff that yeah. Kind of, like I said, I don't want to say forgotten, but just pushed off to the side. Because, yeah, know. I was talking with my uh, my dad the other day, and we were talking about how, or he was saying how it's sad how like a lot of today's kids don't really know like songs from like the fifties or sixties anymore. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, yeah, that's true because whenever we would go on trips and we put on the oldies station, it was like fifties uh-huh. and sixties, you know. And uh, you know, and then of course it was the eighties then, so it's like there was 80s music everywhere but it's like that's what we heard as as oldies and now it's of 80s course, making us all feel old now the the 80s and you know 70s 80s 90s is what's considered yep. you know the, yeah. the the oldies or classic station yeah. it's like oh well, man <laughs> just the other day my oldest girls start singing you are so beautiful to me nice like, where'd you i was like what are you singing she goes oh the song off tiktok Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> not off TikTok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like oh, I failed. Well, my, my. <laughs> There's so many times where my my kids uh like um, talking about Ducktales and you know they like the new one better than the old one. I was just saying I failed oh, no, as a no. parent. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my uh, sixth grader watching uh, the Wonder Years now. Nice. So yeah. and I was like, okay, hey, this is working. And then um, my oldest twin just bought um, Ricky Nelson's greatest hits on vinyl. Oh, wow. So awesome. Think, all right, I, I think I'm doing okay on the parent thing here. Yeah, right on. Yeah, we started binge watching um, Who's the Boss on Roku, but they only oh, had the first cool. two seasons. So oh, it's, oh, okay. you know, we got to the end of season two. We're like, what's going on? Where is it? And so now we're going to have to go seek them out because I got to know what happens. Yes. <laughs> Who is the boss? Uh, it's definitely uh, Angela. <laughs> Angela's the boss, I think. Yeah, I don't know, but that uh, you know, it it does make me you know, wonder what would you guys say is your uh, hap hap happiest uh, moment or memory of Magnum PI? Well, probably mine is is kind of what I touched on, just you know, the fact to seeing my mom's fandom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it and you know that's the thing I remember. I could I don't. That shirt, I'm sure, is long gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still have, you know, a vivid picture. I think there's a picture of her in it somewhere. I need to dig through the old. Oh photo yeah. Album. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Dig it up, and cool. uh, if I if I can find it fast enough, I'll I'll, I'll send you a copy, Jerry. Cool. So yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just just that fact of you know seeing my mom's fandom, and and I guess at some point that probably encouraged me to be fans of things, and you know, and, and yeah. And have that kind of stuff on a shirt and, and yeah, stuff like that. So. Cool. What about you, Michael? Um, actually, I think it, this moment sums up, I think, the entire series. And actually, it's in the opening credits when Magnum looks at the camera mm-hmm. and he kind of nods or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that just sums <laughs> up. I mean, I've seen that episode. But it just that sums up that entire um, Magnum PI. That's what it is. Yeah, nice. Yeah, for me, it's a uh, it's the car. I, I remember <laughs> getting in that car and it was awesome. <laughs> and I don't really know. I've never really been a huge car guy. You know, it was like for me the Batmobile was like the best car ever. Yeah. But uh, 
yeah, every time, you know, it's like something about the cool card, like the Dukes of Hazard, you know, the, the General Lee there, General Lee. uh, Kit and, uh, and, and his, um, you know, just the red T-bird. It was just, it was awesome. And every time it was just like, God, that looks so fun. I want to drive yeah. around in there, you know? Yeah. Of course he's so tall. He looks up over there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I definitely wouldn't have that problem. But. <laughs> Me either. But that definitely brings me to my favorite part of the show, which is Uh-oh. a little segment I like to call Gag Me with the Spoon. So this is where we do our best impression of our least favorite episode. And uh, I think in this case, winner just gets bragging rights. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, as a guest, I'll let you guys uh, just go first and just kind of set up the scene for us and, and then uh, do your best impression. Michael, you want to go? Okay. Um, I heard this. And I thought I this is the what I've got to do. It's um, from the second this Operation Silent Night, and it's it's just a couple of words. And um, Higgins is kind of in the forest um, foraging, and the guys are searching for him. All of a sudden, you hear, "Oh my God!" <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> nice. I don't even know if you remember that epi- part of the episode. <laughs> I heard I that, and I thought that that's, that's the line. Oh man! Well, for me, I'll, I'll try to uh, add some context, but it, it just this part struck me as funny. And the first episode we discussed with the the art heist, uh, Magnum has to take the original painting and hide it in the crack of a wall at the top of this like uh, stadium, and he's got the, those big concrete steps. You know, they're kind of oddly placed, so they're hard to get up and down. Of course, Tom Selleck being lean <laughs> and athletic. Scampers up, no problem. Yeah, back down, no problem. Well, the the kidnapper guy who could be Santa Claus because of his white yes. beard. He did and, have a big beard, yeah. And his body type gets up those steps, but it was painful to watch him come down the step. <laughs> <laughs> so, my gag me with the spoon moment would be that guy coming down the steps and. that's good that's good i can't follow that (laughs) i was like that's me coming down them steps (laughs) i actually wrote a note about that because that looked so painful (laughs) poor guy and if you listen i think there's background but you listen it's like Oh man, poor guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I actually had two. I had one from each, but I, oh, I okay. think I'm only going to go with the first, with the second one here. So this is from uh, Operation Silent Night, also, and this is when uh, Higgins and TC are talking, and uh, Higgins has just been telling the story, uh, and TC goes, "What you talking about, Higgins?" Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gary Coleman reference. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to pause it. I said, wait, did he just say what I yeah. thought he said? And yep. I rewound it. And yes, he did. <laughs> yep. If you're wondering if uh, mm-hmm. TC quotes Gary Coleman, he does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that that one surprised me. But I thought, oh, wow, okay, they, they went for it. Yeah. That's bad. Hey, but he put all of it into it. He, he did, did yeah. Yeah, they did. Yeah, not he did. He didn't hold anything. No. I, I was going to do uh, the first one, and then I changed my mind because you kind of already did it earlier. But I was going to do when, uh, you know, Magnum is trying to convince him that it's Christmas time and he shouldn't let the girls 
you know, from the first episode, he shouldn't let the girls be punished. And, and he says, bah, humbug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it does make me wonder, you know, G.I. Joe taught us that knowing is half the battle. What do you think the other half is? Knowing when and when not to have your shirt completely unbuttoned. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> when to have it properly halfway buttoned and when to have it fully buttoned. That's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All three have been apparently exactly. at the airport looking for lays. It's it's <laughs> it's completely unbuttoned. That's well, that makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're looking for lays, shirt completely unbuttoned. Unbuttoned. Yep. If you're lounging on a ledge of a flower bed with a big camera looking for somebody halfway. Half, yep. <laughs> you're holding the cardboard tube, waiting to make the switcheroo completely buttoned. Completely. Yep. Got to be buttoned up. That's, yep. <laughs> Those are the rules. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the rule in Golden Girls where only three sit at the table at three, one time. Yep. <laughs> the other one, yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. Saying, so. uh, you know, Magnum PI's Guide to Shirt Etiquette. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Michael? What do you think the other half of the battle is? Um, the other half of the battle is um, calling around instead of Island Hopper for my tours. Calling around, <laughs> yeah, getting someone else. <laughs> That's true. Otherwise, you end up getting gonna, stuck on an island. Going to be shot. It's going to, you know, we're going to have to <laughs> land on a gunnery range. So. Well, I, I went, I went the other way. I went to the through the first episode uh, in reference to it. So, I, if knowing is half the battle, the other half is uh, letting your friend get beat up instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a Magnum trait. Oh man, guys, it's been uh, it's been a blast talking with oh, you. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, very much. What do you want to plug? Go ahead, Todd. Oh well, Christmas Clatter Podcast. Find it anywhere you get your podcast. Christmas, uh, ChristmasClatter dot com. Uh, it's the beginning of the year. I've been out of the loop a little bit, uh, getting some things taken care of. Uh, work's been a little crazy, like I said before. But uh, here in a week or so, we will be. Back full guns blazing, so to speak. Yay! And right uh, we got Mary Melee three on the way shortly. So. Cool, cool. Right on, Michael. I'm just gonna plug my blog, uh, the wonderful world of nothing. Right on, and a podcast soon to come on uh, episodes of the Muppet Show. I hope. <laughs> I, said, I hope. Definitely looking forward to that one. <laughs> Oh man, guys, thanks again uh for, for joining me on this one and uh say hi to the Saturday morning mafia for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Podcast soon to come, maybe. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, I would like that very much. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> but me three. Well, on that note, I'll end it by saying Merry Christmas, Higgins. And check us out on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're feeling like Magnum, dress like Santa. Leave us a review on iTunes. Not only does it help us reach more people, but you also get a free sticker. And don't forget to vote. Later, dudes. Morning, sister. Good morning, sir. Guns don't work on Sunday. Hello, this is Todd Killian from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? 
maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter, a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day.